Hey everyone, welcome back to an episode, not a new episode, but just an episode of Nintendo Fanboys. This is actually episode 30, which is pretty incredible actually, and unfortunately Steven is back. Ugh. You missed me. Of course. I of know course. you did. So Ahmed is actually coming back, I think it's next week if I'm not mistaken. He was with his family and stuff like that and he's supposed to be flying back. Yeah, I think he said it was like the 28th if I'm not mistaken. He'll he'll say something in the comments. I really want to get the three of us together if that's at all possible. I think it could make for some very interesting discussion where it could be Ahmed and I against Steven because he's always trying to... Uh, Put a, a kink in our plans, that bastard. Anyways, <laughs> so what no have you comments. been up to? Uh, well, just the usual. I've been uh, working. I've actually, last weekend, we redid the roof on our house, Ooh. which was pretty intense. And I've been playing some 3DS here and there, and that's about it, taking care of a few kids and, you know, the, the regular good stuff there. Wow, that was incredibly boring. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was horrible. Yeah, well. <laughs> He's been gone for months. And his update is, you know, just taking care of kids, putting on a new roof. You know. <laughs> wow. What okay. about you? Yeah, well, me, I've been doing all kinds of stuff. I played this incredible game. Um, what was it? just a few days ago, actually, called uh, A Jared to the Past, The Council of Elders, or something like that. It was uh, a true masterpiece, true, <laughs> true masterpiece of game design. Uh, I've never actually played anything like that before. It was clear that the person who designed this was obsessed with 69, <laughs> and uh, I don't know if they know how to count, because... <laughs> defeating one enemy was pretty pretty humorous with like 69,997 exp or whatever and i leveled up and was basically godly and nothing could touch me so yeah it was probably going to be my game of the year actually and so i having, actually having played a jared to the past you recently did your top five rpgs do you think you need to redo that list i probably do yeah, <laughs> probably do. And just so you know, I actually have added this game into the game of the year uh, sort of uh, document that I keep. So it will be making an appearance. <laughs> uh, it's it's really really shouldn't. It really should. What do you mean? It's going to be my number ten probably. Yeah, yeah. It's we'll a, see. Well, you should wait for the sequel. The sequel will be twice be better? as big. Ooh. So I'm. I'm going to assume it took you six to nine hours to make this one. Well, I'm actually, now it says I'm in, I'm on my fifth hour and Ooh. the game is pretty much complete. I just need to debug it because debug believe it, it or not, like the first, uh, a giant to the past, like uh, if I would have published it when I finished it, it would have been unbeatable because like I told you, like uh, Steven, the final boss, even if you beat him, he would just stay there. <laughs> I did. It took me like an hour to figure out how to create an event and have that event disappear once it's done. And I had to Google it, and then I watched a YouTube uh, tutorial on how to do that. And now I know how to do that easily, so that's good. But yeah, so we usually uh, start with what we've been playing lately. So I might as well talk about RPG Maker Fez. It's pronounced Fez, by the way, not Fez. Okay. And. Yeah, I've been playing that uh, probably around seven or eight hours now, really having fun with that. It's not as complicated as the, I believe it was RPG Maker 2 or 3 that I reviewed way back in the day for the PlayStation 2 because that game was a 3D RPG series that you were making, so it was way too complicated. What I like about this one is it's kind of like Mario Maker, which is, it's simple enough for people like me to create, like, games or levels really they're not really games but it's really in depth like there's i've downloaded one other game and i've tried it and i have zero clue how the guy did that like it basically when you download a game it tells you how many hours the the, the, the guy spent on it and this game it took him 77 hours to do and it's basically like a, a space uh, 
like it starts and you're in a spaceship and you need to fly to Earth and then you go into the Earth and whatever. It's all kind of different. So, and then there's even an intro, like a, a Star Wars intro with uh, scrolling down text. Like I, I still don't know how to do that. So there's tons and tons of stuff that you can do in this game and I have zero clue. And one of the things that I want to mention is that you really need to be either very, very not knowledgeable in algebra and stuff like that, or have a decent knowledge in mathematics to be able to create a decent RPG with like a good challenge. Because for me, I have no clue how to set up like the uh, initial uh, level or the initial stats and how to level up decently, not gain like a thousand million XP per uh, per guy you defeat so it's really hard because there's i read online and there's a a, a formula that you need to uh, to follow in order to make your game like decent and challenging if you want it to be challenging but not too hard or if you want it to be hard whatever the case may be and it's like a, a, an algebra formula which has like five different rows and whatnot and with like parentheses and stuff like that and it's just way too complicated for me to ever be able to create a decent RPG, but that's that's not the, the issue here. I'm having a blast, like <laughs> creating that game that I did, which took me three hours and nine minutes, and it's basically a three to five minute game. Like in your video, it took you ten minutes to do, but you took your time and you made sure to uh, read all the items and the different uh, jobs and the status and whatnot. But in reality, I'm sure the game, if you go straight to the boss and you get maybe lucky and you get a decent drop, you can probably beat it in 45 seconds. Because in that game, it, it's actually possible to die. But in the, the sequel that I'm creating right now, I don't want to spoil it for you, but I basically said, screw it, I want to make a game where you just play and you can't die. <laughs> so the characters, I think I gave you a, a, a synopsis of the plot of the sequel, mm -hmm. but the characters are basically <laughs> un undefeatable, and it's funny when you realize who they are. <laughs> Great, super. So I can't die, and enemies can't die either? No, the enemies can die. Of course, the enemies can die. <laughs> I was going to say, this is going to be the weirdest <laughs> thing ever. No, no. It, it's playable. <laughs> well, well, I'll be and the judge the, of that. <laughs> <laughs> the only disappointing factor I have is that they're limiting you in the amount of uh, characters you can put certain in place. If you remember, your job is failed YouTuber. And that's, that's right. funny, but it's not as funny as if you were have, you would have been an executive director, which is what I wanted you to be. But yeah, <laughs> I, I saw that too. <laughs> the sequel, I wanted the sequel to be called A Jared Between Worlds, but I cannot. It, it, it will be called Jared Between Worlds because I cannot have room for that A, which is oh. unfortunate. Oh, that's okay. That's all right. We'll, we'll make do. Uh, well, I'm kind of... I don't know if I want to say disappointed, but uh, it's interesting that you say that, you know, you had to watch videos and all stuff like that. I, I've never actually messed around with any of these, so I don't really know. But that's interesting that you had to go to like an external source in order to figure out like what's what. So I don't know if that's like, is that a good or a bad thing? You know what I mean? Because like you, you weren't even trying to do something I would consider advanced. And you had to go to like an external source, so I don't know. I mean, yeah, for this me, is definitely not aimed at uh, casuals like Mario Maker was. Like this is because RPG Maker has been around for a long, long time, and I imagine that this is more for series. But I don't know if there's actually tutorials in game. I did not see any, but I did not like. I just wanted to start and play and have fun. I, did, I didn't want to mess around, and so. Maybe there is. Like, I might actually review this game. So if I do, I'll check. But I know well, yeah, there's obviously. tons and tons <laughs> of uh, tutorials on YouTube. and So there's help if you want to. All right, cool. Well, have you been playing anything else, or has that pretty much been it? Yeah, well, I've been playing more Pokemon, like usual, just messing around and stuff like that. By the way, there's a giveaway right now for a shiny Tapu Koko. I don't know if you got yours. Probably not. No, I haven't. Where uh, was that? 
it's right now you just go on uh, mystery gift and i think it's available until the 14th of august and it's a shiny tapu coco i believe they'll probably do the three other tapus so that's a pretty cool uh, giveaway and i've also been playing ever oasis ah there you go that's what i wanted you to talk about that one i've completed it and i've put close to 50 hours into that one and i actually have a script written so i'm probably going to do a review of it like one at one point this year and the next one who knows (laughs) probably maybe i'll just never do it but I might actually do because now you seem to have time on your hands. You passed. Yeah, well, this week I'm on vacation. This week, record the footage I need for for this one. So well, move it, man, move it. I mean, I'm only off for a few more days. Damn you! Always pressuring me into I know. working for you. I am the worst. You should pay me more. <laughs> so how was the game? Damn it! Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> really, really loved it. That's why it was my uh, game of the show at, uh, at this E3. Like I. It was announced last year at each reading a treehouse, and I did not really care for it that much. But then, when I re-saw, when it reoccurred at this year's each read a treehouse, and I watched a thirty-minute uh, let's play of it, and I was really intrigued by it because it basically has some elements of Animal Crossing, and it's a dungeon crawler. And as you know, I love the I love myself some dungeon crawlers, and I love Animal Crossing, and it has some. Zelda elements to it, like there's basically four or five Zelda temples in this game, which like is pretty fun. So it's it's just like one of these games that's perfect for a portable system, perfect for the 3DS because of that second screen. And I just had a blast uh, playing it. You basically have these boom bloom boots, which are your stores. You need to grow, and in order to do that, you need to recruit residents, and so that residents will only come if you have certain stores in your uh, oasis and you're responsible for restocking those stores so you need to go to different areas and get items and various materials to restock those boots so it's not that complicated to figure out but it takes uh like it's not a short game like i'd say you can probably beat it in 20 if you rush with and you don't try to get all the residents and whatnot it took me 30 hours to beat it then i spent an extra 20 just doing the various uh, post-game uh, side quests and whatnot. So it, it's really, I think, this w- this one will go under the radar because it's a new IP and it's on a system which is on its last leg. So I don't think many people will pick it up, but I think in a few years it will be remembered as one of the 3DS uh, best games. Cool. Very cool. Well, thanks for joining, everyone. <laughs> Just goodbye right there. What? No, that's cool. I haven't, uh, I have not played that at all. I've actually been uh, playing a couple of different things. This Gaia 5 is almost on its way out now. Um, I don't know why, I'm just not really in the mood. And something, by the time you guys listen to this, something was just released yesterday that will be taking over my life. Uh, I took off this week because Serena was off. And I'm going to go to work next week, but probably the week of my birthday, the 7th, I might take that week off specifically for Dragon Quest XI. I basically have not wanted to play anything um, long, I guess you could say, because I knew Dragon Quest XI was just coming out. And, I mean, at the time we're recording this, it's still, let's see, one, two, three days out. But by the time you guys listen to this, it will have been yesterday on the 29th, which is a Saturday Dragon Quest Eleven is officially released, and by the time it comes here, I mean, you were saying that it would be here within the day or something. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it's going to come in midweek or something like that, but we'll see, because I didn't pay for the, you know, the $49 um, shipping option type of thing where it would be here like the next day. It's ridiculous. It's just, it's just so expensive, the shipping. So I'm not sure entirely when that's going to come in. Now, i got big, big plans for that, but we'll get to that uh, later on, or never. You'll just see it. Uh, this Gaia 5, though, I'm, I'm about probably close to 15 hours in now. But like I said, I just, I don't know, I'm just not feeling it right now, and I don't want to push it because I know what's coming up in just a few days. I went through the Breath of the Wild trials there, and... I just was, you know, exploring and stuff like that. I got I got back into Zelda actually in quite a big way. I was going through, I got a whole bunch of Korok seeds and just just really exploring. I love the new map, 
because it shows you everywhere that you've been and it's pretty pretty interesting you can really highlight like for me i basically like beelined it to all the different shrines when i played the game and it's cool because it, it actually records 200 hours of your playthrough and you can actually watch on the map all 200 hours seeing where your character went which i thought was really really neat and outside of that um, as you guys will see this will be a surprise for steven but with the gameplay footage that we have right now, I kind of regretted uh, doing what I did with A Link to the Past and with Metroid Fusion. And I took Steven's advice for for footage and he was like, oh, you know, you should do another like like Let's Play type of thing. And that was fun and all, but I always, I viewed it like it's kind of a waste because if you don't watch our, our fanboys or you don't watch... Um, Canadian gamers, if you just, let's say you just listen to it on iTunes or whatever, then you're missing like all of that footage. And I was like, it's kind of going like to waste, no? You know what I mean? Like I was just like, it, it seems like stupid. It seems like there should be another purpose. And yes, I did reviews based off that, uh, the footage that I had, but it still didn't seem like enough. I was like, this is kind of dumb. There, there should be something else I could do. So starting with this podcast, actually, I'm I'm actually doing a let's play. So what I'm doing is I've spliced the footage in in such a way that I'm capturing an audio track separately than the video track. So I can use the video footage for review later on. I can use the footage for our podcast, but I can also post with the live commentary separately so you guys can actually hear what I'm saying as I'm playing through the game. And I think I'm actually going to redo A Link to the Past when the SNES Mini or Classic Edition or whatever the hell it's called comes out because it's something I actually got requested quite a few times. And we'll see. I mean, if if this sort of thing catches on, like if this is something that people are actually interested in, then I might do this moving forward, especially since I'm I'm already doing it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you're into this. I would really love uh, uh, you playing through it links the past again with commentary like that would be really something fun to do and i know that in the past i've done that when i watched less plays of pokemon games and i've played along and it's always fun to do that especially if you do that with the uh, dragon quest 11 uh, i don't know if you'll do the 3ds one because you're a lazy bastard but that would be awesome for me because you're supposed to give me that game and i'll be i would be following around but you, you do realize we- though that i can give you both right yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm just, <laughs> you know me. The the odds of playing a console with two kids is a lot, but maybe I'll make an an exception for that one. Especially if you're you do a let's play with that, that'd be cool to follow along. But a link to the past would really love to uh, see you. I'm actually planning on purchasing that game for the 3ds soon because I want to. I know it's on the 3ds uh, eShop, so it is. I've been wondering. I've been hoping to replay it so that would be fun to do so and i'm just wondering uh, for the schedule we used to have let's plays on monday and tuesdays uh, i don't know if you remember that so maybe that would be cool to bring that back maybe once a week or twice a week we'll see how many videos we have yeah I'm and I'm of I'm course a... you'll have to play the sequel to a drive to the past eventually yeah i will but uh, I'm not going to say what game it is I'm playing right now. I'll leave that as a surprise because you don't know what it is. And I'm sure the viewers have no idea what it is right now. <laughs> oh, they know. <laughs> <laughs> they know, but you don't. So that's that's the thing. So obviously, uh, I'm I'm going through that right now, whatever this mystery game is that you're watching. Um, but the thing is, it's in Japanese. So it's... I. I in the first episode, like I struggled quite a bit because I was like, wow, I don't remember where the hell to go type of thing. It's almost like, imagine if you played A Link to the Past in Japanese for the first time. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it, it's, it's, well, not for the first time, but let's say it's like, it's like maybe the second time. And this particular game that I'm going through, I played it maybe once or twice, not once. I, of course I played it once, but I may have played it like twice. And so, I'm finally getting back in the groove now. I, I found a good guide that can point me in the right direction. Is it for the Switch? It is. Okay, I think I know what it is then. Uh, well, we will see. 
Uh, do you want to guess? It's, yeah, I think it's the Mana series. Yeah, well, very good. The, the collection. Yeah, very good. So I'm playing um, Saiken Densetsu 2, which everyone knows, and that's why I'm starting with that one, which is uh, Secret of Mana. And I, I only played that on the SNES, like I said, maybe once or twice. It was not like a Link to the Past type of thing. So I made it through to the Water Temple, and then I got stuck when I had to get to the Dwarf Village. Now, I'm sure you never even played the game, right? No. Yeah, okay. Well, you'll see as I go through. It's a really, really good game, and it's it, the multiplayer works. Um, Final Fantasy Adventure is really impressive man they have three different types of uh i guess views that you can have so you have the original pixel sort of square box which is like this tiny little thing in the center and all the screen real estate is essentially empty you have like just a little wallpaper if you press the r2 or whatever the hell it's called on a switch uh z no not r l2 so zl or whatever um you can then blow it up to basically fit the screen with the exception, obviously, of the sides on the left and right because it's a four by three game. But anyway, um, with and that's how it works for Secret of Mana and it's how it works for Saiken Densetsu 3. But for the original, so for Final Fantasy Adventure, it's a little different because you can cycle through the original monochrome washed out green, which is absolutely hilarious i posted a picture of it on twitter i thought it was so funny because you can barely see anything <laughs> like it's it's awful <laughs> and then you have black and white and then you have like the game boy color type of uh you know like whatever fake colors added and stuff like that so that was pretty cool and i'm actually really really enjoying this by the way um so i just figured why the hell not if i was going to get footage anyway for this uh for this podcast i was like why not you know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll have the the uh, live commentary. I scheduled it for Friday right now, and it's only going to be a couple episodes, not something that's going to last, you know, 50 years here. And Dragon Quest is the one that I'm going to probably try and get somewhere, like you said, around Monday or Tuesday or something. But what's really annoying with that is I can't get access to the guides. I've tried everything. I don't know what to do. I... I can't order them from Amazon Japan. They won't ship to Canada. <clears throat> and the import shops, I can't deal with Play Asia, and I don't even see Play Asia offering the guides. And I really need access to those, or it's going to be a very boring um, let's play. Because it's... Oh, that's right, you're still banned from Play Asia for some reason, right? Yep, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's why you ordered from whatever that other place. Yeah, is. that's it. That's exactly it. So. Yeah, and I have no idea. And the company, their customer service is garbage. So I'm just looking right now to see if... But the last time I checked, it was not... No, it is. Now they do have it available. You may have to order this for me. All right. Yeah, I'm serious. You may actually have to do this because it's... Yeah, it's the official guidebooks. There's two of them. There's one for the 3DS and there's one for... um ps4 and i really wanted those to ship the same exact day as uh as the main game because i want to know what the hell to do and the guide will make it a lot easier than trying to search online you know what i mean like it'll be easier to just have it in front of me and i can have my phone with google translate which would make it a lot easier so you may have to do that for me i can paypal you the money yeah, sure, we can do that right after this. All right. So you will arrive basically at the same time. Same time, time yeah. Okay, good. Okay, so outside of that, that's pretty much it. I'm obviously waiting for Dragon Quest Eleven, and I'm stopping everything else. Uh, I'll keep going with uh, Saiken Densetsu. Wow, my cat is losing his mind. <laughs> He's running around like a lunatic. <laughs> um, I'm like, what the hell just happened? So anyways, yeah... Um, so that's it. I will finish that, and um, and that's that. So hopefully you guys like this. Please tell me if you don't, if you think this is stupid, if I'm wasting my time or anything like that. And uh, that's it. So you can now begin the show officially. All right, and I'll give it right back to you because we're beginning with the Switch sales okay. update. Okay, so um, th- I, I've got actually two pieces to this, so I don't know if I'm going to you know step on your toes here. The first one was that, I don't know if you even know this, but Splatoon 2 sold 500,000 copies in three days in Japan. 
Yep, yep. I saw the the title. Yeah, I was like, wow. So it was it was tucked into the um, the financials that I read. So I went to Bloomberg, and I went around. I don't like going to video game websites for financials. I don't know if you're even aware of this but it's when you go to video game uh, sites i find that they never have the detailed information it's always like oh well there's this and that and blah 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 it's never i don't know i just never find it good so here we go there's a bunch of information i got a bunch of bullet points here i'll just run through this rather quickly we got 4.71 million switch consoles have been sold like globally so that's um, that's interesting. The projections to sell 10 million before April 1st, 2018 remain the same. So they, they don't want to change any of that. Um, it, it, there's basically saying that it's still, you know, they're, they're ramping up production, but they're still having lots of problems. And I can still see that. I mean, if you go to any any retailer, pretty much in North America, you will not find a Switch, at least not online. Um, I did notice, though, that they were slowing down a little bit. There was a, uh, I don't know, there was a sale on Amazon, and I actually picked one up for my work as a donation to our social committee to try and generate some funds, and I was surprised. I was like four hours or something like that after it had gone up. Now, granted, it was for Prime members only, but I was still surprised that after so many hours... Uh, you could still buy one. And then, of course, it disappeared, and that was that. Um, 3DS lifetime sales hit 67.08 million, and in this particular quarter, which is from April 1st to June 30th, uh, it had hit 950,000 units. So, again, that's pretty impressive for that little system, man. It keeps chugging along. We also found uh, some interesting details on software. 13.6 million pieces of Switch software have been sold globally. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has sold 3.54 million. Breath of the Wild is at 3.92 million. And ARMS is at 1.18 million. Now that's very interesting um, because if we go back, if you look at the attach rate, 4.71 million Switch consoles and still 3.92 million Breath of the Wild uh copies are out there that's interesting before it was like even more than one-to-one now we're starting to see you know it's starting to balance out a little bit but still that's really really impressive okay we got revenue is uh, approximately i'm going to just give the u.s dollars is approximately 1.3 oh i can't because i didn't okay sorry i have to give in yen is 154.07 billion yen which is around 1.37 billion u.s dollars and what's interesting with that is the expectation was 136.53 billion. So they're actually doing significantly better than they expected. Operating profit is at 16.21 billion yen versus the forecast of 9.52. So that's a 7 billion yen um, increase in operating profit. So, you know, good job with that. Uh, mobile, which is very interesting because the first time we're actually getting concrete numbers here, um, they represent revenues of 9.06 billion yen, which is up from 1.6 billion yen recorded in the same period last year. So that's a 450% increase in uh, revenues from mobile. So it it really paints a very clear picture that... Uh, you know, Nintendo may want to continue to invest in this moving forward. You know, like uh, that, by the way, that that revenue was specifically targeted to Super Mario Run and Fire Emblem. What the hell was it called? I believe it's Heroes. Okay, so Fire Emblem Heroes. So that's not bad. You know, yes, it pales in comparison with the 154 billion, but still... It, it's not bad. You know, 9 billion yen of that 154 billion yen was from mobile. It's, and that's just two games, whereas everything else is, well, everything else. So I think that's uh, that's interesting. And I'm sure we're going to see, you know, more and more and more revenues coming from mobile as they release more games. Yeah, they only have three games out yet, I believe, with Mitomo being the third one. That's right. And this year, I think we're going to get Animal Crossing. So that's sure to pump up uh, revenue, especially in Japan. And eventually, we're going to get Kirby games and whatnot. So I'm not worrying about their plans with mobile. I think they're 
they're going to get more and more money every year. So it's it's going to be interesting. But what really surprises me here is how low their expectations are for the Switch because they're, they haven't pumped up their uh, pro- projections and they have some heavy hitters coming out uh, with uh, Pokemon Tournament and especially uh, Mario... Uh, well, you know, Mario Odyssey. Yeah. So they they should sell way more than 10 million. So my problem with that is that they probably have still haven't figured out uh, how to uh, fix the supply issue. Yeah, clearly. Which in the long run will cost them probably around, uh, and I'm going to be conservative here, about about three to four million sales that they might get back or they might never get back. And if I would be an investor. I would not be happy about that, and I, I still think that 4.7 million sold since March is good, but it's not uh, a home run in my mind. I think the PS4 has done more than that since there, so it, it, it's still it's encouraging if you're a Nintendo fan and you want the company to do well. Obviously, with the mobile strategy and the 3DS still being strong, they're making money. And another thing that's interesting, they're projecting more 3DS software sales and Switch sales for the for the whole year. So they they still think they're gonna sell a lot of 3DS games. Probably Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon have a lot to do with that at the end of the year. But I, I thought I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and I, I think it's telling, man. I mean, honestly, I, I think this is very, very telling. Like I said, go online right now and buy me a Switch. You won't be able to do that. And, and I mean, when when did it come out? It was March? Uh, the 3rd, I believe. March. Okay, 3rd. so, I mean, we're now July. And like you said, they, they kept the projections the same to 10 million units. So, I mean, it, it at least to me, it's looking fairly obvious, like... There are some serious production issues with this particular machine and they just can't they just can't get it out. And that like you said and I agree fully, that's going to that's going to cost sales. I mean, it's it's just going to happen and we saw it with the MPD uh, sales as well where the PS4 outsold the Switch for June in uh, in North America. And again, I'm sure that's not because you know, for the lack of people, you know, interest in the Switch, I'm sure it's because, well, you just can't buy one. Yeah, but that's that's Nintendo's fault, and I yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't I, I I won't give any excuse to the Switch. If they want to sell Switch, they need to make them, and they should have figured that figured that out before. But like maybe they did not expect this thing to sell as well at the beginning, and that's understandable. But now it is, and Splatoon 2, you told me that it sold 500,000 in, uh, in Japan. Well, I, I think it's going to sell 2 million this month in mm-hmm. June in North America. Well, it, it, it was out last week, so maybe not soon, but it will sell way more in North America. So that's another hitter they have on their hands right there, and that's more Switch that they could move that they're not moving. So yep. they need to figure this out quickly because eventually the... this will, will die down a bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, like they need to strike while the iron's hot and my fear with this is they won't you know what i mean and and it's not like playstation 4 is not slowing down you know what i mean like there's it, it i honestly i i think it's incredible i think <laughs> i think right now uh sony i don't even think realized what uh here let me just see latest PS4 sales. I forget how high they are now, but it's actually outpacing 3DS now. Um, like it's unbelievable. And if if it continues, it could actually hit the um, the PlayStation 2 sales targets, which is unbelievable. Like nobody, myself included, never expected that. Because I think it's at 62 now. Which is like, what the hell? You know, and it came out years after the 3DS. It wasn't like, uh, no, I can't find it. Well, Nintendo has always been conservative with their, uh, with their numbers. Like, even if you look at the Wii U, the Wii U was a disaster, but there's none left in stores whatsoever. And it's been like that for almost a year now. Like, they, they never 
put out too many systems in case they, they don't sell. They've always been like that, but in this case, it's hurting them. Yeah, that's the that's the whole thing. And I, I mean, I mean, like they really need to figure out what the hell to do. What like what's going on? Okay, yeah, it's at sixty million. Oh, I just want to make sure. Okay, because Serena just got up. I didn't want her to kill herself. So, anyways, whatever. My point being that. Like they need to be careful here because their system can't handle all these latest, you know, third party games. You texted me this week asking, you know, like, like what's up with Capcom, you know, as a, as a good example. And that's going to just continue more and more and more, especially as, you know, PS4 is announced or whatever. Now we have, uh, what the hell is it called? The Xbox One. What was it? X? Xbox One X. Yeah. Um, and, and as these more and more powerful systems come, I'm, my fear is that interest in the Switch will slowly start to dissipate. And those people who are like, well, damn it, I wanted one. Well, now, you know what? Screw you. I'm just going to go and get a PS4 and or Xbox One X or, or whatever in the next year or so. So I'm really hoping that they can fix this because there is genuine interest here. And I don't want them to lose sales over production issues. That seems really stupid. Yeah, and I'm really curious if anybody, like I would love to see like a, some journalist investigation here on what the deal is with Capcom because there's clearly some beef between Nintendo and Capcom and I would want to know why and what, what went on because Monster Hunter, they're moving that series away from Nintendo consoles is huge for Nintendo, especially in Japan. Yep. And even generations on 3DS sold really well here. So this, the series was getting some steam here. And what the Switch is getting is a port of a 3DS game, and that's it. And they don't seem to have any other games planned for the system. They released a, a port of a 20-year-old game. So what... Or even more than 20 years old, actually. Street Fighter 2 is what, 92, 91? 92, yeah, around. 92, well, sorry. actually, no, you may be right, actually. <laughs> Anyways, whatever, yeah. 25 plus years games, so they, they're really easy games, too, that they could be ported. Yeah, they're 91. Not even bothering with the, with the Switch, so. There's something wrong here, and it smells bad, and most of the third party uh, companies are doing the same. If you look at EA, EA has only one game plan, I believe it's FIFA. Yep. And that's one I'm actually curious about because I used to play a lot of FIFA and having it on the go would be good for me. But that's about it. And the only publisher I can think of is, well, the major one is Square Enix, which seems to be pumping out games at a decent rate, but mostly in Japan. So we'll see. But it doesn't look that good for uh, for the Switch. It looks like in a few years, all you're going to get is Nintendo stuff yep. with indie, indies thrown in. So they need to try and fix this. Like they, they, they hopefully have learned from the past that they cannot do this by themselves. Well, we shall see. But right now, I mean, for all the, the goodwill that they have, I just don't find they're capitalizing on it whatsoever. So that's that. That's my part for the financials. I'm done. <laughs> Alright, so I had some mini topics right here, and I think I'll just introduce them later on if we need to, because I want to do our top five most anticipated game for the rest of 2017, coming out on a Nintendo console, mm -hmm. and there's two games in there that will probably pop out that I want to talk about, and I'll do that in there. So, I'll start. Okay. I'll start with my top five, and then you can list your top five. For, for me... The first game I'm really uh, looking forward to will be out by the time our YouTube listen listeners uh, hear this, but for our iTunes audience and whatever podcast service you use, it's going to come out on Friday, and that game is Metopia for the 3DS. And I don't know much about this game. I know it's some kind of action RPG, but the selling point for me is that you can use Mii's as your party member. So it's kind of like the idea I had a few years back with Amiibos where I thought that it would be fun if they would create an RPG system where you could use any of the Amiibos you have in your party and they would level up or not and each Amiibo would be unique. So with this RPG, I'll be able to finally have Jared in my party. And not just a, a character, a female character named Jared, but the real, <laughs> the real man will be in my party and I'll be able to use another, a few other of my friends and have them in an adventure. So that will be 
Really, really fun. Can't wait for that. Do you want to do and one one then, or you no, to list all five? That, yeah, I'll list all five. Okay. So then after that, we have <clears throat> Metroid Samus Returns, which is in September, I believe. Which will be, which should be fun. I'm a bit worried uh, of a few things, though. I know from the previews I read, I shouldn't be because everybody seems to say that it really works well, and the 3D apparently is really good too. But I'm worried because apparently you cannot use a D-pad; you can only control Samus with the control stick, and that's something that I don't know if I'll be able to work around because for 2D games, I prefer using the D-pad. So we'll see about that. That's my only concern about that game so far, but it, I am also not a big fan of the visual style, but everybody that played the games uh, has said that you need to play it and then you'll understand and it'll, work, it'll be fine. Because I prefer the, what what do you call it? Sprite. The, uh, sprite the to, yeah. yeah, the sprite base to, to what this is, but Metroid, obviously, a game that will be that should be pretty pretty kick-ass. We haven't had a 2D Metroid since Zero Mission, I believe, so that's pretty kick-ass. Next one is Mario Odyssey, which is in October, I believe. And this one, I'm looking forward for one reason, and that's because Mario is one of those games that my girlfriend really likes to play. So I know it's not going to be co-op or whatever, but... Uh, hopefully we'll be able to actually play a video game together, which we haven't done since, I believe, uh, New Super Mar- Super Luigi U, which we played like two years ago or something. So it's been a while. Can't wait to play that game with her. Hopefully we'll love it. Next up, in November on the 17th, we have Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, which huge Pokemon fan. This is my favorite franchise. I did not include Gold and Silver, even though I really, really cannot wait for those games since they're remakes. We'll see if them, if uh, if I like them as much as I did with Red, Blue, Yellow. But I I recently played the remake of those games, so we'll see. But I know I'll play play them both to completion, and we'll have a blast. And since they're compatible with Red, Blue, Yellow, I might even try to complete my Pokédex in one of those. But Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, really can't wait for them. I'm surprised because this game was announced a week before E3 at the beginning of June. And we have received zero information. It's been almost two months. It will be two months next week since they've been announced. And we have had zero. Usually, uh, Game Freak and the Pokemon company likes to put a trailer at least once a month. And and at the end of the, the soon to the game's uh, release, they usually pump up a trailer every week and they haven't done that and I'm really wondering why and I'm a bit worried that it might be because the game will not be as different as I hoped from Sun and Moon so we'll see about that I can't wait to play it I'll play it no matter what because I'm a huge Pokemon fan but I'm wondering where all the trailers are and lastly for me I have Yokai Watch 2 Psychic Spectres, which which still doesn't have a release date, which is why I put it at the last, but I imagine it will be out either before Pokemon or after Pokemon, but it should be out this year. I find it a bit strange that it still doesn't have an official release date here in North America, but I cannot wait to play that one. Yokai Watch 2 was a blast last year, and I can't wait to see what they do with this one. Boy, this is going to be boring. This was, uh, originally I thought this was going to be a fun, like, top five list for things we were looking forward to, but it's actually going to be really boring because our lists are pretty much exactly the same with the exception of two games. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so, well, forget, th- there's no, like, Metroid, Pokemon Ultra Sun and Moon, and Super Mario Odyssey are all the same. The only difference is that uh, I did add Pokemon Gold and Silver because I played... Uh, Crystal. Yeah, thanks, Crystal. And I had a blast with it. So I'm actually kind of looking forward to going and, and playing you know, those ones. I'm kind of curious. So I did add those. And it was a toss-up with, with, with that because I was like, you know, you had asked... Like for the ones that I'm most excited for, because I'm also really excited for Axiom Verge hitting on the uh, Switch. I had a really good time with that on the Wii U, and having that on the Switch will be really, really fun. But instead, the game that I really wanted to mention was Sign Mora EX. That 
that looks like an awesome shoot 'em up. And to be really honest with all of you, I haven't played a shoot 'em up in a while. And to have a, a shoot 'em up on on the Switch, and I think it's also released like on PS4 and other places, or it will be, or or whatever. Um, it's just it looks really really good. I'm really looking forward to that. And for Metroid, I have the same concerns that you do. I'm I'm not so keen to the fact that you have to use the analog nub. And the graphics as well, like the the visual style or visual design, I wasn't really keen on when I saw it. But everything else on the list uh, just is, it looks good. And I'm looking forward to all of those games. I mean, naturally, I, my number one would have been Dragon Quest XI because I'm actually going to play through the 3DS and the PS4 version simultaneously. And what's very interesting, uh, just for you, and I, I don't know why I didn't think of this, but you had mentioned that, uh, you know, you wish that I would play that one so that you could follow through. You can follow through. If you follow what I do in the PS4 one, you you can actually follow through with the DS one because they're exactly the same in terms of, like, story progression. So you'd know, like, okay, we're going to head to this area and it's going to be the exact same way, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and you can transfer your save file in some bizarre way, right? Yeah, okay, so... Yeah, this was done as a means of uh, of being original, okay? Uh, what you can do is there's a scroll of... Uh, I don't know if it's Resurrection. I forget exactly what it's called. It might be Resurrection. Where you basically get a, a special code that you can enter back and forth between the two versions. And it more or less gives you your character with you know a certain number of items equipped at a certain level the interesting thing is it doesn't fully give you your character in other words like let's say you were holding 45 of a certain item you're not going to get the 45 of that certain item when you transfer your character over and this was done on purpose it's done as a way well when you resurrect yourself you're not exactly the same so I thought that was actually kind of neat the way that they're doing this because the two games aren't exactly the same. They're they're very very similar, same story progression, same locations and stuff like that, but each one of them has certain elements that are indeed exclusive to that version. So this was their sort of way of working around it. And also depending on the codes that you enter, you can actually change your game. Which I thought was really interesting. There's, there's, this game is crazy, man. Like, I can't wait for this. Yeah, yeah, that's that should be fun. So, okay, so we got our list. Uh, that's perfect. I want to do another list, which will be a lot of fun. So, as you all know, the NES Classic was released last year. Came out, it came down with 30 games. The SNES Classic will come down with 21 games, I believe. It's in September on the 29th. So, it's safe to assume that we'll get the Nintendo 64 Classic next year. And I wanted to do our list of games that should be on that console, and I want it to be... uh, I don't want more than 15 games on it, so we'll have some debates later on to cut it down to our official 15 games on it, because I I assume that since the NES went from 30 to this SNES at 21, I, I, I believe 15 games for the Nintendo 64 will be... More or less what we'll get on that uh, plug-and-play system. That's right. Now, so well, wait, okay, wait, wait. I want to challenge you right away here. Because there's two ways that we can do this, and that's why I was telling you to make sure you keep all of your games, okay? Because the N64 is the one system where Nintendo is going to have some problems, Okay, this is not going to be super easy for them to do because of licensing issues. So the reason why I told you to make sure you kept all your games is there's two ways that we can do this. There's our definitive top 15 games for the N64 Mini. And then there's the reality of what could potentially and what we hope could potentially come out. So for example, GoldenEye will not be out. Like, there's no chance that that game will make the... In reality, that game won't make it because the license no longer belongs to Nintendo. So for them to get GoldenEye 007 on a system like that would require a lot of red tape. Like, there'd be a lot of back and forth. Then you've got games like Rogue Squadron, same thing. 
Like for them to get a game like that on there would require an unbelievable amount of uh, of work. So that's why I was saying it it really depends on on how you want to do this because licensing issues could make this extremely complicated. Yeah, we'll just screw those licensing issues and we'll just put our 15 games on it and don't worry about anything else. Okay. Okay, because I've actually got two lists. I've got the one I'd love, and then I've got the one where I remove okay, well, so that, that second list, <laughs> that first list, and open up a different tab and write down the games we list because we need. We'll probably have around twenty, yep. twenty-two games, and we'll need to bring it down to fifteen at the end of the day. Okay, well, this is going to be a long uh, podcast, guys. Seven hours at least, because he said at the end of the day. All right, so I'll start. With seven games that I think are no-brainers, and I'll tell them to you, write them down, sure. and then after that, you, I'll head it to you if you want to put a few more games in there that you think are no-brainers. For, for me, the no-brainer games that will be on there no matter what, I have Mario Kart 64. Mm-hmm. I have Mario 64. Yeah, for sure. I have Ocarina of Time. Yep. I have Mario Party. Okay. I have GoldenEye, which I know I, I knew about the licensing issues, but whatever, we'll put GoldenEye there and you can even put in parentheses Perfect Dark, worst case. And oh, then I have. Either one of those, man, there's yeah. no way. Then I have Super Smash Brothers and Star Fox 64. All these seven games, I believe, are no brainers for the N64. What was the, what was the last one you said? Super Smash Brothers and what? Star Fox 64. Star Fox. So that's seven games right there that I don't think we ha- will have any arguments about. Yeah. And if you want to add a few more to those that you think are no-brainers, let me know. Okay, well, I'm honestly considering, like, because I'd, I'd like to do this with some reality in it, because I, it would be cool if we could come back when they do announce it and say, like, hey, look at that, we did it. Because I'm pretty sure Majora's Mask will be in there as well. And potentially even Donkey Kong 64, because they're going to have to go with the games that they they own. And I, I could really see both of those games appearing. Yeah, well, don't, don't go with the games that you think will appear. That's not the goal here. No, but Majora's Mask for sure, man. That's... Yeah, Majora's Mask, I, put, I wrote it down in case. I would prefer to keep it to one Zelda game, just for me, because I believe that Majora's Mask is an awesome game. It's in the top than easily of the N64's library, but I just think that for the diversity's sake, for me, but put it there, we'll, we'll see later. Okay, we'll, well he- here's a couple, okay, here's a couple I'm going to write down and we'll delete, okay? So, um, I put Majora's Mask, I put, remember, this was for me, right? Um, where the hell is it? F-Zero uh, X. I also put Resident Evil 2. Because yeah. that was like a standout uh, bloody game. And I also yeah, put uh, Org Battle 64. I don't know if you've ever played that. That's, it's a person of lordy caliber. Isn't it pronounced Ogre Battle? Yes, it is. Um, so yeah, Ogre Battle uh, 64. Uh, what else? What else? I, see, I have others here that that I, I, I'm pretty sure would be in there. Like, I would love to have like Conqueror's Bad Fur Day. You know, something like that. Yeah, Conqueror's Bad Fur Day. I didn't put it. I don't consider it that amazing. But if you want to put it, you, you well, no, can. no. I, well, know, I know it will not be in the list, but write it down. Because that that game, there's no way it's going to be released <laughs> in the no, no, classic. There's but no yeah, way. put it down. We'll see later. Okay, Resident Evil Two. I had it as well. I did not have Ogre Battle or F Zero on there. For me, I have Mario Tennis here. Really, really loved Mario Tennis. Yeah, this is very realistic. Mario Tennis, Mario Golf, those ones, very, very realistic. Yeah, Mario Tennis, I, I always loved the 64 one. After that, I, I felt that the series went downhill, but the first one was there. Pokemon Snap, I have it in there. Yeah, I, I knew you would. Amazing game. Paper Mario, another one. Yeah, I have that too. Uh, Rogue Squadron, I put it on. I also wrote down Excite Bike 64. I thought that one was really underrated. And I wrote down Donkey Kong 64. I don't know if you, you put it there already. And the last one I wrote here was Kirby 64, the Crystal Yeah, me too. Wow. 
So I don't know if you have anything else on your list that we didn't mention yet. Uh, I had a bunch of rarer games, but again, I, I, I would really like to remove those because I don't think any of them are going to come. It's as simple as that. Outside of Donkey Kong 64, I think we're just wasting... Uh, like just wasting it because like a banjo should be there instead of conquer a banjo should be there but again i don't i think it's impossible well, i don't think so because microsoft really likes to play ball with others and rare even made a few donkey kong games like for the ds when they were with microsoft i don't think it's as okay so hard then as you which think. which one would you okay so which one would you would you say Ban- uh, for me, like Banjo, Kazooie, Banjo Tooie, I, I hated those games. So it's it's you, man. Wh- which one do you think would be the best? I think realistically, they would put more Banjo Kazooie. Myself. So you know what I'm gonna do? Let's make let's let's do this. Let's do this. This is what let's let's do it. Let's make a realistic one, but one that we hope would happen. Okay. So what I've done is I've removed Goldeneye 007 because that's never happening, and I put Perfect Dark instead. Because that, it, much like uh, your your Banjo Kazooie, the chances if if they get Banjo Kazooie, they're gonna get Perfect Dark. It's as simple as that. That's that's the honest truth. But there's no chance for Goldeneye. That there's just no chance. And if it does come, I'm gonna put this in parentheses. Goldeneye will be the one that will be in parentheses because I just. I just don't see it. Okay, so for the other games that I had, uh, nothing. Yeah, nothing. You got them all. All right, so count them. How much we have? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. 19 games. So we need to remove four. Yeah. Uh, How about I choose one and you choose one? That... You want to remove out of the list, I'll choose one, and then we'll debate the last two. So for me, I think we should remove Ogre Battle. Ah, you son of a bee. That was the one I was going to say. Because that too, I think licensing realistic, I don't think so. It's just... Uh... Okay, what did you say? Four? So we're down... Yeah, we the... need to be at 15. Negative one. Okay, what's next? Uh... Uh, I think Majora's Mask... Okay, so you're moving Majora's Mask. Yeah. So now we're at 17. Yeah. Huh. And and now, like, let's let's both really analyze this. You didn't have Mario Golf. You only had Mario. Oh, Rogue Squadron, I think, would be another one. I really enjoyed that game, but I think. Again, if I'm being honest with myself, I think that would be one that would go. I don't know about that. Really? Like, did you put Mario Golf in there? If you no, did? I didn't. Okay. I didn't. Okay, I didn't. Good. I didn't. I was just, I was saying that we didn't put, because we have Mario Party and Mario Tennis. But no, I could Party see it. No, on no I know Mario it's a no-brainer for sure. Mario it, Tennis, I could, I could have the argument of it being removed because it's, there's, same as excite bike i'm not sure excite bike donkey kong as well man i really there was a lot of people who liked that game even though i didn't like i wasn't i think think donkey kong's a no-brainer almost because that one i know there's a lot of people who did not like it but a lot of people did and i it's donkey kong it's the only donkey kong game on sixty. yeah that's my point exactly and even see like kirby i don't know they've been showing kirby a lot of love look at the snes classic there man there was like what two kirby games or three or whatever kirby 64 will be on there that's a really good game so i wouldn't be surprised so for me the the two that i think would be if 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 they get if they truly get the licensing to um to banjo and perfect dark I, I think it would be something, honestly, this is sad, but considering the relationship with Capcom, I wouldn't be surprised if Resident Evil 2 didn't make it, and if Rogue no, Squadron... But I, don't want, no, but no, I no. know, I know, I know. I, I don't want the realistic stuff. Exactly. Because Resident Evil 2, I believe, is on, it stays on the list. It's, it's an awesome game. It is. I, I would personally, I would remove Banjo-Kazooie, because I was not a huge fan of that. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I did not like those games, but... So do I remove it? Do. Yeah, Banjo Kazooie. So we're down to one. Yeah. 
So it will be between Mario Tennis and Excite Bike 64, I believe. Give, give me the, the full list again. Okay, so we got Mario Kart 64, Super Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, Mario Party, Smash, uh, Star Fox 64, F-Zero X, Resident Evil 2, Perfect Dark, uh, Mario, well, Perfect Dark and or, not and, or GoldenEye. Mario Tennis, Pokemon Snap, Paper Mario, Rogue Squadron, Excite Bike 64, DK 64, and Kirby 64. Okay, so it's between Mario Tennis and Excite Bike. And I think I'd rather keep, I don't know, because we already have F0, so we don't need another race. Yeah, that's it, exactly. Excite Bike, I haven't played it since, so it might be all nostalgia, it might not be as good as I remember it. But it's between Mario Tennis and Excite Bike. No, I think we remove Excite Bike because just for, like, this gives us a sports game. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that right, way, so, so there we go. That, that seems like a fair deal. I have no problem with that. So do you want to read final COE-approved definitive list? All right. So let me just put this in. There we go. So it would be Super Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, Mario Kart 64, Mario Party, Super Smash Brothers, Star Fox 64, F-Zero X... Resident Evil 2, Perfect Dark or GoldenEye, Mario Tennis, Pokemon Snap, Paper Mario, Rogue Squadron, Donkey Kong 64, and Kirby 64, The Crystal Shards. All right. That's a pretty good list. I'm proud of that list. Yeah. Now, if we were to say realistic, that is actually quite realistic. To be honest with you, the only ones that I I wouldn't be sure is Rogue Squadron, because I'm not sure who that belongs to. If they can get rare but if they do get rare for sure what they'll do is a game like rogue squadron would be removed and it would be replaced with uh banjo kazooie and then everything else here is realistic except uh since capcom hates nintendo resident evil 2 may be out and in its place would be like banjo tooie or something like that which i really wouldn't like because if you looked at that if, if they did do something like that that's an unbelievable amount of platformers isn't there a Mega Man X game on the SNES classic uh yeah there probably is yeah, yeah that's so true Capcom, yeah maybe it wouldn't have that much of a problem with Resident Evil 2 plus they're remaking Resident Evil 2 so maybe that would give them yeah maybe uh, some coverage. I don't know. No, you're right. You're right. That's true. And they they also they supported um, the NES classic as well. So yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Problem here though is that, or since I'm pretty sure they they want to keep these systems family friendly, so maybe Resident Evil Two is a bit too dark oh, that's for, true, yeah. for those those plug and play. So we'll see. But anyway, I like the the list the way it is. Okay, I'm if, deleting if they the release it that way. I, would really like that system. Well, I'm kind of curious to see how far they're going to take this. I think the N64 is the last one they can do. Because the GameCube is not that old, and is I don't think there's really that much nostalgia for it. Like, I love the GameCube. It's an amazing console. But if you look at sales while, yeah, like from NES to NES, to NES well, Super NES to the N64 to the GameCube, there's always been a considerable drop between, and I think the N64 and the GameCube was one of the biggest drops. Yes, it and was. We, of course, brought it, brought it back. So I don't know if we'll get the GameCube Classic or the GameCube Mini, as you would say, but we'll see. Personally, that I would have a hard time, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The GameCube has like probably one of the strongest libraries. Yeah, in the world, so. it would be brutal. I'd be like, oh, where's my PNO3 or whatever the hell the game was? <laughs> Project number 03. Yeah. That was uh, hilarious. All right, cool. So you're up. All right, so I believe we'll end this with my blast from the past. Oh, already? And I thought this was going to be like a five-hour podcast. Oh. Well, I don't know. I I thought this is a good rant. <laughs> it's good. So what's your blast yeah. from the past? My blast from me. the past today is a game like... Honestly, it's all nostalgia. Oh, and boy. it's funny because it was on an Angry Video Game Nerd episode. So people are going to say, he's crazy, that game's terrible. It's, but Super it's... Mario, uh, Super, uh, Superman 64? <laughs> no, actually. I never played that one. It's uh, Bugs Bunny's Birthday Blowout on the NES. Oh, my lord. I had a blast as a kid with this game, and my sister and I actually beat that game. Wow. So I... Suppose that if it's a terrible game, we would have never bothered with it. That's my logic, anyway. But I remember that it was really, really fun. It made use of the license really well. All the different like uh, 
characters from Bugs Bunny were in there, and it was a blast playing out. It's a platformer. I don't remember much about it, to be honest. But the boss battles, I don't know. The music, everything about that game as a child resonated with me. And it probably is not one of the better NES platformers these days. But still, I loved it as a kid. I think it deserves a spot in here. Well, this is very interesting. I can't wait to hear what people say. Steven, you're insane. Or it's the greatest game of all time. Cool. Probably. Probably. So you still need to do a master list of these blasts from the past. You should do that because uh, we're, we're approaching dangerous levels now. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm sure I've already repeated one I've said before in the past. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. All right, sweet. So since you're uh, you're here, you can sign you us You always off. do that before you say that. I'm going to let you say the final Aww, words. Aw, final words. Click. That's the classic Stephen way of saying goodbye. <laughs> it's the lamest thing ever. All right, fine. Well... Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening. And uh, be sure to let us know what are your top 15 games that you would love to have on the N64 Classic Mini, whatever. Um, and again, forget about, uh, you know, royalties and licenses and all this sort of jazz. And just have fun with it and let us know what you think. And also, what are your top five games that you're looking forward to that are getting released on a Nintendo platform in the coming year, months, days, what have you? All right, guys. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening. Take care, and we'll catch you next time.